Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. As part of our ongoing focus on smaller public power systems, our guests today in this episode are Jamie Lindstrom, Superintendent for the Town of Argos, Indiana, and Faith Willoughby, Town Manager for the Town of Chalmers, Indiana. Jamie and Faith were recipients of APPA's 2021 Larry Hobart Seven Hats Award, which recognizes managers of small utilities serving fewer than 2,500 meters. Faith and Jamie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Sure thing. Uh, so kind of just get, get our conversation started today. Could you both uh, detail your roles as leaders in the Argos and Chalmers uh, communities, respectively? Sure. Um, I'm the town manager of Chalmers. I oversee all the utilities and utility projects. I handle daily operations of the town. I am the water and wastewater operator, and I also handle any power outages and maintenance on our um, electric side. Um, I also assist our town attorney and engineer on projects and ordinances, and I work very closely with our clerk treasurer and the clerk's office. And Jamie, how about you? I'm in charge of, uh, I'm the utility superintendent. Um, I'm in charge of all the utilities, uh, electric, water, sewer, um, storm, parks. I handle the budgets uh, along with the clerk treasurer and we we work together well. Um, I'll let, I'll let um, Just kind of switching gears here, wanted to, to, to see if you guys would talk about what, what parts of your jobs that you like the most and why. I mean, if, if I recall correctly, in, in terms of, of looking at your your profiles, your bios, um, it, it, it looked like both of you get to get a chance to go out in the field pretty regularly. Um, so maybe that might be one thing you want to talk about and just any other aspects of your job that you really like to do. Um, sure. Um, the interactions with the residents, being able to do that. I mean, I'm a people person, so it makes my job really easy. Um, we're a very small town. Uh, we only have 510 people, but we're also like a large family too, where we come together, you know, especially if someone's in need. Um, there's a lot of freedom to that. So working with my, I have a great staff. My guys are just amazing. And, uh, you know, they're go-getters. So working with people definitely is, you know, a plus in my, uh, in my role here in town. Yeah. I, I too, we, we get into a little bit of everything. Um, the council, the employees, everybody's really good to work with. Uh, we try to work together towards the same common goals. Um, and, and some of the things I like about the job are there's, there's always a different challenge every day. You just never know what you're going to get into. So, um, you know, you're never bored. There, there's always something that comes up. And, you know, I too, I, I get out in the field. I, I work with the line department. Um, I work with the water guys, sewer guys, whatever. And we just get whatever, whatever the problem is, we, we handle it and get it done. All right. Great. Um, so in terms of your leadership positions, what would you say are the benefits of being a public power community? Can you offer any examples in terms of those benefits that could be found in your community? Uh, Jamie, do you want to uh, take a first shot at this? Yeah, I'd say one of the things that is a benefit is our power outages are relatively short. Uh, we get a call. We can get people right right out and, and fixing it. Uh, the other thing is we don't have to jump through a lot of hoops. When it, when it comes to issues, we can get right after it. We're not waiting on someone else to help us with it or anything. We just get it done. 
And then the, the customers like it because if they have any issues or, or questions, they can get a hold of me. They can get a hold of my assistant superintendent or, or anybody. And if they need to meet us, we can be right down there and talking face to face. Um, you know, they're not sitting on the phone for hours like other places that you call. So it makes I think it makes it good for everybody. You know, I just have to echo what Jamie is saying. I have to contract it out. We don't have alignment on duty, but my contractors live in Monticello, which is eight and a half minutes away. Um, so we get everything done really quick and they know that they can contact me. In fact, they're supposed to. And my phone number is um, plastered pretty much on every newsletter and power and you know, a utility bill <laughs> um, right. to make sure everybody knows who to call for any type of issues with water, wastewater uh, and power. But like what Jamie's saying, um, you know, as long as we're keeping up on maintenance, keeping trees trimmed, um, replacing poles, things like that, um, you're going to have fewer outages. And that's what we're experiencing. So um, it's definitely that personal experience you get one-on-one -on -one with the residents is definitely a plus. It's definitely a benefit. And so, Faith, I'll start with you on, on, the, on the next question I had for, for both of you. Um, are there any specific projects or initiatives that have either been completed or underway uh, in your community that you'd like to highlight? Um, as far as public power, um, absolutely. Um, we, we have a tree trimming program. So every three years we trim our trees and, you know, our power outages are practically extinct. Uh, you know, I had one last week because a drunk driver took out a pole. So besides that, I mean, every now and then you have lunch with a, a squirrel or something, but, um, you know, it's keeping the, the maintenance up um, and replacing poles. We uh, had a company come in and inspect all of our poles. So now we have a program like every month we're replacing three poles to get caught up. Unfortunately, before it came, there wasn't any programs in place. So we had a lot of aging poles. You know, honestly, some were held up by habit. <laughs> But we're taking care of it and moving forward, and it's definitely paying off. We're we're kind of in the same boat as Faith. We we do pretty good with our maintenance. Um, we're replacing poles as needed. We're going through the system, checking checking where there's issues, so that we can um, direct those. Um, then one of the other things we we were able to get a, a Marshall County. Uh, we were a recipient of the Marshall County Stellar designation, and. This gave us a lot of money that we could put into our parks. And right now we, we're redoing one of our parks with that. And then um, we're adding a fourth park to our uptown area that's been an eyesore for 10 years or so. Um, and then soon we'll be breaking ground on a 21 acre subdivision in the next couple months. So we'll be putting in all the water, sewer and electric infrastructure and then we'll be doing it with our own labor force. Could you tell me more about that designation? like the history of it, how long it's been around? Um, I, I don't really know how long it's been around. I know that mm -hmm. we applied for it uh, a couple of years ago and we weren't, we were in the top four, but we didn't, we weren't able to get that, but um, they went through it again and they were able to get it last year, the, the county, and then um, all the towns in the county were to get a piece of that. I think it was a $12, $12 million uh, grant. So we've got a little more time here, if I could, if I could maybe just ask you both a quick wrap-up question. Um, so kind of looking forward, um, do you have, um, this is kind of dovetails back to my last question in some respects, but um, 
any any kind of long-term vision you have in terms of, of uh, things that you want to get accomplished in, say, like the next five or 10 years? Um, I'll start with that. Um, we do have some opportunities for some growth. We're really landlocked, but we have some, uh, we still have, um, we have the town plat, basically. And, you know, farmers are basically uh, farming our streets. You know, they might own the property, but we own the, the street. So anyways, they're looking to um, sell. So we're hoping we can get a developer in here like Jamie um, and, uh, you know, expand because we've pretty much been the same population since like the early 1900s. <laughs> we're just really landlocked. So, but, you know, 15, 20 homes, that would be huge for our little town. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the same boat. We, uh, our population hasn't been growing. Uh, we saw a need for housing. So that's something we've been working on the last few years. And what we actually did was set up a, a non-for-profit uh, organization. We funded them and they've actually been building houses. We, we looked for a developer for a while. We, we, we did get hooked up with one for a little while, but that it, it fell apart before we got started. So um, a lot of what we're doing is in-house. We're, we're just trying to figure out ways. If there's something we want to do, we're looking for a way we can do it ourselves. So um, we, we've been funding a lot of this ourselves, but we are getting a lot of growth. And right now it's been great. As soon as we build a house, it's either it's sold before we even put it to market. All right, great. Well, uh, thanks, uh, Faith and, and Jamie, for your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and um, as with all the other guests on the podcast, we'd, we'd like to extend an open invitation for you to return at some point. Maybe uh, we could do an expanded um, Indiana Public Power Utility Roundtable uh, with both of you and, and other officials uh, from the Indiana Public Power community at some point down the, down the road. So, again, thank you for your time today. We very much appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks.